Hi, it's Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneurs Podcast. Today, we have Karen O'Donnell from Caring Nurses Staffing Agency on with us. Karen, thanks so much for being here with us today. Hi, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, so why don't you start out by giving us a little bit of background on you um, and what kind of nurse you are, and, and then we'll talk about how you got to where, what you're doing now. Sure. So I started my nursing career in 1993. I graduated um, at a school in New Hampshire, and I always had the thought that I wanted to be an oncology nurse. And when I graduated, I didn't have a job at that point because, you know, all of the hospitals were only hiring experienced nurses. So I had to go into a rehab facility, which I did for about a year and a half. And there were a bunch of us that were new grads at that time. So we did our experience there. And then after getting the experience at the rehab, I was able to go into an acute care setting at a hospital up here in New Hampshire. And I did start on an oncology floor, which was great. So for three years, I worked night shift on oncology. And then I had the opportunity to work in the emergency department at that same hospital. And I had no concept that I ever wanted to be an ER nurse. But I was at the point where I was kind of feeling like I needed a change. So I applied and I got accepted and it was one of the best kind of backhanded decisions I ever made. And since then, I have been working as a practicing ER nurse in different facilities. So I started that hospital and then I worked at some of the bigger hospitals and I got a lot of experience, really appreciated doing floor nursing. But I always had just a little bit of a entrepreneurial feeling. I started doing a couple of small jobs. Like uh, I started a business doing like aromatherapy. I tried a business to do grocery shopping for the elderly. And all of these small businesses never really panned out very well, but I always just had that need in me to work independently. So I, I did, you know, for the years, I continued practicing as a nurse, but I, again, always had this to do something else. So I got to the point where I was like, well, you know, if I, if I just tried to do something in nursing, then that would be something that I have a passion for. And, you know, I could, I could have a business in nursing, but there was really nothing out there at that time for independent nurse contracting type jobs. So I, I actually tried to do a course in legal nurse consulting, which was pretty much the only thing that I found. And I discovered that, you know, I, I hate anything in terms of thinking about going to court. So I kind of ditched that idea pretty quickly. <laughs> but then I found, I found this link about how to start a nursing agency. And I said to myself, you know, that sounds like something that I can do. So I got, I got the information and I just and it started from there. It was really kind of an eye-opening experience, but you know, at that time there really wasn't a lot that a nurse could do independently as an RN. So that's kind of the, the long and short of my experience to start with. <laughs> yeah, I love this. And I love your entrepreneurial little gigs, the aromatherapy and grocery shopping for the elderly. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's possible that could have turned out very well too, um, you know, to, to scale something like that. It just, uh, you know, it's an interesting concept, but um, mm. 
Yeah, and I think like working as an ED nurse really lends itself to entrepreneurialism because I, I, I hated the ED to be perfectly honest because like <laughs> never know what's going to come through that door. <laughs> yeah, it's there's true. no stopping it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So, so you know, I funky. think you're like you said, you know, kind of being in the, in the ED. What I what I started doing was I started kind of treating everything is like triage, you know, when, it, when you're an ER nurse, you have to just kind of look at your situation, know where your resources are, how my whole business model has, has gone. I mean, I never went to business school. I never wanted to go to business school. And, you know, I've had 10 years of being able to create my own company and do my own independent practice at the same time. So, you know, I, I treat it like it's my triage. <laughs> yeah, that, that's great. So how did you, so you found this uh, program, I guess it was, and they taught you how to start your nursing agency. Is that how it worked? Um, it was actually a book and the book had very minimal information because you can't really say each state is the same, but it kind of guided you in terms of, you know, what agencies to to get licensure, um, to get approval. And, um, you know, that part of it was, was helpful, but it kind of just started you on the path and you have to pretty much do a good amount of research for your own state and your own location. Um, and it also gave me a fair amount of kind of the paperwork of what to do. Like it gave me checklists of competencies for each of the nursing specialties and, um, you know, that's, that's pretty much where it went. So kind of thinking back on that now, it was probably about 5% of the information that I think I needed, but it got me started. <laughs> it was just a book too, so right? Exactly, yeah. Probably yeah. about 15 bucks you ever spent. Um, okay. Right. <laughs> so that it kind of, uh, it gave you, did, was it a book specifically for nurses or just people in general? People in general, and you know, I can I can see where anybody would be able to do it, um, but I truly think that you know not anybody can succeed in doing this because you know nursing is kind of a tight knit community, I'd say, and you know having the background and the resources as well as the nursing colleagues that I've had over the years. I feel that that's probably one of the reasons why I have succeeded in this business because, you know, I, I know the people to hire, to have on my team. I know the good nurses, the experienced nurses, um, and I know the questions that I need to ask. And that's been one of the most important things for me is that I want to hire somebody that's going to be with me for a while and who's going to succeed. I don't want just somebody who has a pulse and a degree and they don't really know what they're doing. So that's kind of the, the biggest difference in myself, in my business model, that I'm a nurse first and then I'm a business person second. Okay, so walk me through, um, so you get the book, you're going through it. Um, was there kind of like a day where you're just like, oh my God, I'm really gonna do this. I'm gonna invest time and energy into this or did it just kind of like build once on one thing after another? Um, it just started building. So this was quite literally um, maybe like the ninth or the tenth um, business idea that I tried to do. 
So, you know, in reading all of the self-help books and everything, you know, people say, just keep trying, just keep trying. And this is a prime example of that, you know, like the other, the other nine ventures I put energy into, but not my full energy, I feel. And at this point, when I, when I discovered this particular avenue of a business and knowing that nursing is my passion, what I'm good at, I felt that that was, that was it. This is going to, if, if I'm going to do anything, it's going to be this and it's going to succeed. So that's really where my energy started, started happening. I, you know, I started talking about this to my colleagues and a bunch of them were like, oh, I'd like a part-time job. I'll, I'll get on board. So I, I got a handful of people that, you know, I had worked with in the past and they came on as my per diem pool. And then from there, I started doing old school advertising. You know, I made some brochures. I sent them in the mail. And, you know, a couple of contracts later, we're working. And it just kind of started with baby steps. And um, it was a light jog a couple of years later. And at that point, you know, I was still working full time. But a couple of years later, I, I fully felt that, you know, this is the time this is going to start me running. So I quit my full-time job and started dedicating my time to this company. And that was eight years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so you um, created these brochures, you sent them in the mail and was it like super fast? Like they called you three days later and then you were working on day four or was it a little bit more involved? It was, it was pretty, it was pretty quick. So, um, you know, I sent out maybe 200 brochures and I got one phone call, oh. but that one phone call. Yeah. That one phone call. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. That one phone call ended up being a hospital that I still have a contract with now. So, you know, it's one of those things that, again, I'm not an advertising marketer or anything like that, but you know, old school, I was like, this is, this is how I know to get information out there. And this is how I'm going to do it. Now, I will tell you that there were some people who were like, oh, brochures are so, are so yesterday, you're not going to get anything from that. And I find a lot of like work that you have to do with things like that. But, you know, there can be rewards. And this is an example of the reward that happened. So, yep, I got that first contract. And we started a couple weeks later. Um, working for DM at that particular hospital. Um, were you freaking out when they called you back? <laughs> a little bit. I'm like, wow, this actually worked. Somebody read my brochure. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. It was, uh, it was becoming reality. And um, you know, the funny thing is, is that I think, I think just with my ER experience, you just, you don't know a lot of things when a patient comes in, right? So you have to again, know where your resources are, ask the right questions. And, you know, you're going to, you're going to miss things. You're going to do something and it's going to be the wrong thing. And truly I have modeled my whole business career by that. You know, there have been things that I've done that weren't the right things to do, but I didn't know it. So once I had that experience, I learned from it and it would never happen again. So, you know, there are a lot of resources out there to help with people who are, you know, running businesses, you know, small business administration and other local associations that um, really help you to get started on the business aspect. Because, you know, from what I was doing, I and 
chatting with them, but I didn't know anything about, you know, formulating my business and how to do payroll and things like that. So that was just a kind of learn as you go type thing. Yeah. And I mean, and, and I think that's like perfectly like good, you know, it's just some things you have to kind of <laughs> muddle through or, uh, you know, in my company, we always talk about clunking through stuff. I'm like, we're going to clunk through this one guys. <laughs> you know, so that's kind of like the, yeah. <laughs> the general model yeah. to do things. Um, but okay. So you got your first contract and then, um, were they enough to support yeah, I, I mean, did you just have your per diem people working for you or did you quickly need to find like um, lots of nurses really fast? Um, this was just a small hospital, so they didn't need a lot of people. And for me, I mean, I have remained small. It's a small, you know, business that I run, which is on the local level more than anything else. So this particular hospital was a very small one. So they only needed a few people which was good. So, you know, I kind of was able to, to keep it small and then kind of scale as I was getting more contracts and I got more nurses. So it just very, very slowly progressed. And, you know, through the years, I've had fairly the same number of employees. You know, I started off with five and, you know, a couple of years later, I had 10 and then 15. And for, for the past maybe five years, I've had approximately 20 to 23 employees, but those employees have not always been the same. I've had, you know, a couple come and go, um, but the, the amount of work that we've been doing has, and, you know, every year exponentially, we've been, you know, being able to have bigger, bigger profits and less loss, which is, you know, certainly what we are striving for. But, um, you know, this past year with all of the travel nurses, in assignments, things like that. We had never done that in the past. We had always just done per diem, part-time, and a couple of full-time employees. But the uh, we have had opportunities to have, have people do traveling. So that has really kind of exploded our business as well. And, you know, for the people that are working for me, you know, they're my previous colleagues who um, and I work side-by-side -side with. So. This business model is, you know, my managing the company, but also working as a nurse. So I've gotten a lot of really good contacts and, you know, become really close with the colleagues that I've been at with these different contracts. So, so I know who these people are. And then, you know, a couple of years later, they may come to me and say, oh, you know, can I, can I work for your company now? And that's kind of how we've grown organically is that we all have worked together. So it's been a really, it's really um, good adventure, and ten years later, we are we are still thriving very well. So let me ask you this: How do you keep um, all your nurses kind of like, um, like I, I guess I want to say one brand, or you know, really delivering the care or uh, that you really set out for them? Uh, I mean, is that something that's been a struggle, or has it been easy for you? Um, it's. Let's see, I'd say the people that have come to me that I've known and have worked with in the past, they know, um, you know how long I've been a nurse, what kind of nursing I am. They know that when I started this company, you know, Caring Nurses, I, I chose that name strategically. You know, we are Caring Nurses. We are doing this for a reason. I became a nurse because of my grandmother, who was my, you know, mentor and idol. 
in this nursing journey. And I want people who are going to have that same type of, you know, nursing path, not just a job, not just a career, but a calling. And anybody that I interview, whether or not it's somebody that I don't know, or, you know, somebody who's referred to me, everybody tries to uphold that. And I, as an employer, try to find those people who are going to be in it for the long haul. And, you know, the people that I've worked with in the past, that's easy. I've worked with them, you know, I know who they are and what kind of nursing they do. The new people that I just hire blindly, that's a little bit harder because, you know, somebody can absolutely look good on paper, but can practice differently. And, you know, sometimes it's just a wait and see type mentality, um, see what their work ethic is and whether or not they truly you know, embrace the, the mission that we have to take care of everybody like they're our grandmother. And, you know, it just is is a, a lesson learned if somebody is not that kind of person. So it's really hard to find those golden nuggets. Um, but I right now have an amazing team and I'm very happy with every single person that works with me. So trying to find those those golden nuggets has been a little challenging, but we are we are at a good point now. <laughs> <laughs> that that's awesome. Um, so, what about like uh, the competition in this space? Do you feel like in the last couple of years there's more competition, especially? Um, and how did this kind of like fare through the the COVID crisis? Yeah. Um, so we we are in a unique space. Um, I I compete with both you know home care agencies, which some are skilled and some are non skilled. Um, we do have a home care license, so we can take care of private duty home care patients. So I compete with them as well as the bigger kind of travel companies. So our, our niche started with just doing per diem and part-time staffing. We never had the travel assignments, so they weren't the competition before. So these kind of smaller home care agencies um, it's, it's interesting, um, when I say smaller home care agencies, I mean the companies that are not doing the travel assignments, and there are a lot of them out, out there. Um, some of them do skilled nursing, and some of them do non-skilled, so the people that aren't licensed but just go in as home care providers, but they don't do a lot of patient care. Um, there is a need for both of us, but for me, I have been able to really, um, my my niche has been hospitals, small hospitals, and more of like an outside per diem pool. So that's where I've been able to create a, a good relationship with the hospitals and work with them in that capacity. Whereas other agencies don't really have that, they just have the home care type setting. So the contracts that I've been able to create and work with have been a little bit different in terms of that aspect. Now, when we went to the travel, aspect um you know i look at all of these companies that i'm competing with and they are big they're big names they're big budgets but the interesting thing is that most of them they hire people and for one reason or another some of them work out and some of them don't so these these bigger companies they don't have as good of a reputation because they have people that call out don't show up um, maybe not so much on the travel agency aspect, but more in the home care agency. So 
I'm competing with somebody who has, say, 500 employees, but 15% of the time they show up. And, and that's literally how it is. So, you know, my reputation and my staff have really created that, that means of, okay, we are a small company, but we are reliable and we actually show up and we do good work. So it's really been an education and approving yourself and how your employees are that has, has sustained us for this amount of time. So even though we're small, we are sought after more so than the bigger companies. Uh, yeah, it's like the, the David and Goliath. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of. Neighbor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so did you say that um, their people call out like they only show up 15% of the time? There are some agencies that are like that. Yeah, there are others that are higher, like 50%, which is, you know, <laughs> it doesn't sound like a high number either, but literally the 500 employees, if there's a call out, they will send out a group text to all these people and, you know, somebody might show up, they're going to, you know, pay them triple pay, but they're going to be the only person on the floor working because they're already short staffed. So yeah, it's kind of a crazy amount of, of call outs that they have. And, you know, it's not the agency's fault. It's that they just hire bodies and people who have a license so you know that's where it kind of comes into play that I'm a little bit more choosy and you know for that reason I want to stay small well I would say that is the agency's fault <laughs> they need to have a, have a <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I mean you know big corporation you have you know five people that are your direct manager and you know all these recruiters and you're trying to you're trying to just staff you know, kind of by fire, and it just doesn't work. So yeah. I feel that this is a little bit better business model. I can't even imagine running a business like that. That sounds so stressful, like knowing that you're constantly going to be searching for people to replace people and you get uh, the, I mean, I can imagine the hospitals are yelling at you and, and you know, staff isn't open, answering their phone. Oh my God, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there are some uh, there are some gut wrenching times, definitely. But luckily for me, they haven't been many. <laughs> so, if somebody calls out on your service, do you end up? Have you ever taken people's shifts? Um, in the beginning, I was doing that more so than I am able to do now. Um, you know, and I think that it was it was a good place to start. But you know, the amount of places that we're we're going to, it just wasn't sustainable. So, you know, we schedule ahead of time and I work really well with the managers to to know that again, the fact that we are a small company, we may not be able to cover the shift that we said that we were going to do. So, you know, it's it's definitely a relationship type thing that um, if our staff can't can't come, they can't come, you know, but we we most likely won't be able to cover them. Um, but, you know, the fact that it's few and far between and, you know, again, we have a good relationship with the managers, they understand because, you know, people get sick, they have family emergencies, um, but, you know, it's, it's less successful to fill those, those call-outs than the bigger companies. But again, you may have somebody who just kind of shows up who's never been to the facility that, you know, that isn't a great situation either. Mm -hmm. 
the hospitals say, you know, they wouldn't do that anyway. If, if there was a call out, they wouldn't just ask for anybody. Um, but, you know, the, the smaller nursing homes, that's kind of what they expect. If you can't fill that shift, then, you know, um, it's, it's an education, you know, at first you might kind of make people mad that they called out, like, what are you calling out for your agency? But um, yeah, we, so we work with the managers. <laughs> I said they're still human, even if they're agents. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, again, we have a good relationship. So they actually feel bad when our staff call out because they know they've been working their, their butts off for like, you know, a year with them. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I was uh, earlier on in my career, because I worked neuro ICU, so it was a, it was a skill set. Like nurses hate neuro ICU. They don't want to go there. But and there was this neuro hospital right. in Philadelphia. And I had, there was a couple of them actually. Um, and I had several years of experience. So I ended up doing agency for, for many years. And I would work in the same hospital, the same unit on the days that I wanted, you know, I named my own price. I got the, the great, um, the great uh, uh, paycheck as well, which was really nice. But um, I had been there for so long that I was the one that would train all the new nurses coming uh, in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. great. <laughs> but when I first started, I did a little bit of per diem work when I was a new nurse and I worked for an agency and it was the worst experience I've ever had. You know, it's, it's completely different now, but I, there were two particular facilities that I went to different facilities. I had never been there before. You know, you don't get an orientation. It's like, here's the med cart and here's a book that has a picture of the residents and these are the meds. So go, you know, and you're, you're passing meds on 40 residents that you're, asking the LNA, oh, is this Mrs. Smith? Is this Mr. Jones? Yep, yep. Well, that was like so scary. You had to rely on these people because, you know, the patient might be demented and everybody's going to nod and say, I'm Mrs. Smith, you know, and it was like the worst experience ever. So when I, when I first started with this concept, I had almost like a gut punch, like, ooh, yeah, that's, that's, you know, PTSD. I don't know if I could do this, but, you know, I, created the model of, I'm not just going to send people to a facility that they've never been to. They're going to be trained, they're going to be oriented, and they're going to be there as their per diem job. They're not going to split around to different places and just kind of go. So that has been much more helpful because I think it's terrible when people have to just, you know, go someplace fresh and start anew. You don't have a relationship with anybody. So that also kind of brought me to, in the beginning, I myself would go to a particular facility that I contracted with, and I did the med pass, and I was the nurse for a little while to see what it was like. You know, I'd just be one LNA for 40 residents. So I kind of scoped it out a little bit as a nurse, as well as kind of for my LNAs, and I started realizing like which contracts I really should continue with and which would be successful. So that was kind of an interesting way to do it. Yeah, yeah, that is that is an interesting way to do it. Um, yeah, because it, it can be stressful for people to bounce around because I, I did have like a second agency job just on the side and they would call me at like five in the morning and say, oh, this hospital canceled you, so go to this hospital instead. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not mentally prepared for that. Like, <laughs> I just can't yeah. go to the hospital system like that I've never been to. Yeah, yeah so I had to give that right. up fairly quickly. But um, 
All right, well, let me ask you this. Um, so I, I know you want to keep your agency small, but is it possible to grow and stay small at the same time? Um, actually, it is. It depends on, you know, how many hours people are willing to work. But yes, if I could hire more people, um, if I could find the right people to hire, I would scale more than I am at this point. And I think the hesitation that I've had, first of all, is that, you know, there's a nursing shortage. There's not a lot of people around that I can, I can pick from. But also, it's, it's really driven by the facilities and how much they're willing to pay. So, you know, even with all that's happened with COVID and the travel boom and everything, nurses have become really savvy and they've learned that they can ask for a particular salary. So, um, you know, that's something that I have to work with the particular hospital or facility and see if they're willing to, to pay, you know, what the nurses are asking. So that part has been a little bit more limiting, but scale-wise, we have been able to invoice, you know, for the amount of hours worked um, about three times as much as what we were doing five years ago because people are working more for the company. So it's really the amount of hours that they're doing. And the scalability has been really every year growing because of that. People are not just picking up one shift a month. They're picking up, you know, two shifts every week now. And that has really been helping to, to expand and grow. So, um, you know, we're at the point where I would love to hire more people because I do have more opportunities. But again, just kind of making sure that they're the right fit. Awesome. Uh, all right, Karen, well, this has been really, really fascinating. Um, where can people uh, find you if they have questions or if they want to uh, check out or uh, your company or even join? <laughs> yeah, so I have a Facebook page as well as a LinkedIn page. It's Caring Nurses Staffing Agency. I have a website, so it's www.caringnursessa.com. Com. So the SA stands for staffing agency. And it's the same thing with the email. It's caringnursessa at gmail.com. And if anybody wants to call me, my number is 603-305-0841. And it's either myself or my assistant who will answer that call. And it's truly just the two of us who are working to, to manage everything. So if anybody had any questions or would like to become involved with that company, we would love that. Awesome. Um, I, do, I do have to say that I am starting to work with a different company who are actually going to help me to do informational type webinars on how to start your own staffing agency. And that's really exciting for me because I want to promote other nurses to be able to do what I've done just because it's, it was a dream of mine and I think that it should be it should be fulfilled if any nurse wants to start their own company. So um, that is going to be coming soon. It's a company called Impora. So it's E M P O U R A, stands for empowerment, and they are going to be working with me to um, to do webinars so that um, people can join a community and to get educated and to start from scratch themselves. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Katie. I appreciate the time.